0: Are you a team manager struggling to lead your team well? Have you been asked to lead HR, but it's your first time? Or are you an HR pro looking for your tribe? While We Were Working is the show for you. With quick tips and tough topics in 30 minutes or less, the Jumpstart HR team is here for you. So let's get into it. Welcome to another edition of While We Were Working. It is a show for busy people leaders out there, um, more specifically in small business, who are looking for tips and strategies to be better people leaders. Uh, but maybe you missed a couple things while you were working and clocking those billable hours. So I'm Joey Price. I'm one of the hosts here. We're also joined with Summer, uh, co-host and a lead HR consultant over at Jumpstart HR. Summer, how's it going?
1: Joey, I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year to you, too. First episode of the year.
1: Yep, that's right. And we've got a great one in store today, Joey, and I'm quite excited to dive right on in.
0: Well, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's uh, start with Hilo Buffalo. And if you can explain what that is for those who are tuning in for the very first time.
1: I'd love to, Joey. So, High Low Buffalo is something that we do internally here at Jumpstart HR on our Slack channel. We do it every Friday. Uh, and this is an opportunity for us to interact and connect with our team. It's uh, where we share something that was the high of our week, something that went really well, uh, a low of our week, perhaps something that uh, we did. Uh, at home or maybe we made a mistake at work and then also Buffalo which is really it's kind of a wild card it is um, anything at all that we want to share and you if you've listened to our show before you know that this is truly one of my favorite things because it allows us to connect with our team and support them when something fun and exciting is happening but also you know, for those challenges in life. And then, of course, with the Buffalo, we're always learning new, fun, and exciting things about our team. So, Joey, uh, let me go ahead and dive in. Uh, I'll share mine, and then why don't you share yours after? Let's do it. All right, well, uh, my high would definitely have to be that I, I had an opportunity to spend time with my family. We did lots of outdoor activities, for those of you that don't know, I'm actually in Southern California um, and uh, in San Diego specifically. And we had the opportunity to go snowboarding in the Los Angeles mountains, fishing here locally, and then uh, bowling on New Year's Eve. So it was a fun, exciting, packed week. And with all of that fun, how could there be any lows, Joey?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, were there?
1: <laughs> no, no, there wasn't. Right. I mean... I think really, if I was to try to find one, it's just, of course, that, of course, the, you know, the COVID cases are going up. And so just trying to find things that are still fun and exciting, but also looking to stay safe. So uh, with that, I'll take you right into my Buffalo and I've been thinking about this and making small steps towards it, but I want to start a kindness challenge, Joey. So I haven't fully formed that idea, but I thought, you know, this would be a great year to really uh, impact others' lives uh, just through interactions and building relationships and helping, uh, helping them cause that same effect in others' lives. So you'll probably hear more about that to come
0: all right well can't wait to hear about it and get behind it uh all about kindness i think i have mm-hmm. a uh, a kindness rock that um, my oldest daughter did as an activity at the local library where they mm-hmm. take the rocks and put some nice words on it and she she was two at the time so she can't write but someone else wrote <laughs> on <there. laughs> but it sits on my uh in my study here um uh, mm-hmm. my high is uh Definitely the family time, and I feel like it's, it's cheating because we've said that for like the past couple episodes, or at least I I, I feel like right. it. But in, in all reality, this is one of those seasons where we get to gather uh, more often. And so mm-hmm. I'm really grateful for that opportunity to, to have family over, to slow down, even if we all are sitting around with masks on, you mm-hmm. know, um, it's good to just be in the same room with people. And I don't know about you, Summer, but do you have those family members that you may live 10 minutes away, but you don't see them uh, until like the holidays? So you kind of uh, get excited about that. Uh, so that was a high, um, a low, uh, no real lows this week. Um, but the Buffalo is we had our first snow day in a, in a really good while uh, yesterday. We actually um, got about seven inches of snow Uh, Mm -hmm. For some people, they may laugh and say that's no snow, but uh, (laughs) it it shut school down for two days Mm -hmm. and counting. And um, we got to go out there with the kids and have some fun, um, make some hot chocolate. So uh, if you're in the mid-Atlantic and you also had a snow day too, would love to see your pictures on social media. Uh, Post it, tag us, love to see how you spent that snow day. Um, All right, let's get into our the, the meat and potatoes of our conversation uh it's a session that we have called while we were working and this is where we talk about an article that's of importance to you as a leader in the hr space or as a, mm-hmm. a people leader in small business um and you want to pay attention to this and we think it's incredibly mm-hmm. important so we're bringing it to your attention because you might have missed it while mm-hmm. you were working so uh what is this week's summer. What are we talking about?
1: So, Joey, the article that we're talking about today was in Human Resources Director uh, magazine slash website, and it was on the HR technology budget tripling in 2021. And I thought this was a really interesting read, Joey, and especially given uh, your role in kind of the hr tech influencer space i thought this would be an awesome topic for us to talk about today because it's it's really not only was it a stellar year in 2021 for hr tech but i fully anticipate that it's only going to continue to grow so why don't we dive on into the article, Joey? And I'd love to get your insight and your comments on, you know, kind of what we're seeing and, and where you think it's going to go.
0: All right. Yeah, sure. So um, this article was written by Gene uh, Dondo. And um, I just want to talk about some of the numbers uh, for a bit. So HR tech spending increased uh, 57% in mm-hmm. 2021. And for those of you who have been in HR tech, space for a while, you know that um, one of the hardest fights that you've had to fight, um, one of those biggest uphill battles that you've had to have is uh, technology to make your job easier. Um, but but what we've seen with the pandemic and a lot of folks going remote, uh, but also with the evolution of uh, HR tech and what it means to the organizations, um, we're seeing more and more adoption of HR technology. Um, I just drop the link to the article, if you're interested in following along or reading later. Uh, but, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing for the employee experience. It's a good thing for you as the HR professional, you as the small business owner. Um, and I wanna tell you why. Uh, because I, I stand on my soapbox a lot and talk about how um, in many instances, uh, we use technology that is uh, self-service that we can get answers on demand that um you know we can order we can order food from our bathroom we can buy a car from you know a boat we can you know facetime our kids up in the air Um, we can do all these things that with technology but when it comes to the employee experience it's uh, it's like you know we go back to the, the dark ages of of spreadsheets and um, heaven forbid paperwork, um, <laughs> but 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 this this spend is encouraging. Um, it shows that um, not only HR is winning the fight, um, but but executives are leaning in to say, hey, employee experience matters. Um, the the technology is a benefit to not just the HR pro um although that's reason enough to, to invest but it's uh, benefit to HR pro and the organization and um you know it, it'll be interesting to see how HR Tech continues to to make a play inside organizations um there's a, a HR Tech it's an umbrella word but uh broadly speaking you know it's just tools that that uh help HR do its job and employees get answers so those are those are some of my initial thoughts. Summer, what do you what do you think about the article?
1: Well, I wanted to share a couple of things as well, Joey, from the article and talk a little bit about them because I'm seeing this uh, actually happen in real time with our clients, uh, and it's it's a really exciting time. I agree with you. I've, I've partnered with a lot of companies in the corporate space previously, and investing in HR tech is incredibly difficult and when i you know when i think about that this you know kind of why this is happening and why it's happening now you know clearly it's driven by you know the remote work environments and you know to to read the article and and really realize the magnitude that there was an average of 10 systems that companies were using in 2020 in, in regards to like tech or HR tech and that, that's already up to 16 in 2021. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. And, you know, when we think about what type of systems they are, I mean, certainly there's a wide variety, but, you know, for example, think about things like Slack and Teams and Zoom, which yes, some companies were using, but now, Joey, I feel like every company that we, uh, that we talk to is using uh, a combination of those and then some so it's, it's becoming more of the norm as opposed to um, just something that some companies are using
0: yeah and you bring up a great point summer about slack and teams um, these are tools that surprise their hr tools you know <laughs> about the the 10 to 16 tools that um employers are using these days. Mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you have payroll, uh, you have um, your applicant tracking system, you have mm-hmm. your HRIS system, but you have your performance management system, you mm-hmm. have your uh, recruiting analytics software, you've got your uh, benefits administration portal, you've got your mm-hmm. um, 401k portal, You've got your employee recognition software, You're like so on and so, mm-hmm. and so on. There are all of these different tools and, and ways that you yeah. can um, spend on, on your team. And um, I, I love it. I love it. It's, it's good to see that uh, not only is there investment, um, mm-hmm. but also that there are companies out there that are solving or attempting mm-hmm. to solve work challenges. Um, My only caveat that I will say and that my bone that I have to pick with some tools uh, is that they don't always consult with HR subject matter experts or HR professionals on how to do something. Um, And it gets them in trouble. One, it gets them in trouble because they don't build a great product, but also uh, it gets them in trouble from a compliance standpoint, you know. It's right. like, if you ask an, an engineer to solve an HR problem, they're going to mm-hmm. solve it from an engineer's perspective, <laughs> but if you ask an engineer to collaborate with an HR pro, uh, to solve an HR problem, then they're going to have a better viewpoint into it. So, you know, as, as much as there are great softwares out there, there are mm-hmm. some that are, that are struggling. Um, so, so. I just want to say, you know, if you're out there and you're you're listening and you're a software developer in the HR mm-hmm. space, don't neglect mm-hmm. the HR pros uh, in the conversation, um, whether as testers or subject matter experts, because um, it's going to help you build a better product.
1: I totally agree, Joey. And you probably saw me chuckling when you were when you're saying that because I feel exactly the same way. And it makes me actually think of. Uh, a, a time and accrual system whose name I will not disclose, uh, but clearly had engineers design, uh, you know, design the system without consulting with H.R. And just one of the one of the small um, accrual programming uh, features that they had built in was just uh, just so uh, impractical, shall I say. and you know, just had they had that conversation, I'm sure they would have built it totally different. And so I agree with you 100% on that. And just to kind of close out this topic, Joey, I wanted to share uh, one last tidbit and get your thoughts and then really excited to dive into our consultants corner.
0: All right, let's Uh,
1: do it. Yeah, so the last kind of parting thoughts on this article uh, that I wanted to call everybody's attention to is really the staggering figure that 62% Of companies, Joey increased their investment on talent acquisition tech in 2021. 62 percent. I
0: bet you know why.
1: (laughs) I I know why as well. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, think about how difficult it has has become to recruit top talent, Joey. So no longer were the methods and tech that was being used previously, going to allow companies to compete. And so, I mean, I feel like we could talk about this as like a whole episode. But you know, you think about artificial intelligence, you think about chatbots um, for maximizing efficiencies with uh, like talent acquisition tech strategies. Those companies that are leveraging that technology. Are going to win, Joey. They're going to get to the candidates first. They're going to capture their attention and they're going to have the best opportunity uh, to staff with that top talent. So if you're not part of that 62% in 2021, I definitely would recommend that you're part of the uh, outstanding group for 2022.
0: Yeah, Summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We see it day in and day out. You know, mm-hmm. that's one of the things that uh, when I'm talking with pers- prospective customers, I mentioned that we offer recruiting as a part of our package and they're like, oh, really? Because we have three positions that we're actively recruiting for and uh, it's not going so well. Right. Um, so you're, you're absolutely right. That, the spend is because there is a need to get really great, um, talent. And, um, I don't want to say that people are throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks. Uh, but I do think that people are um, investing and in making the wise choice to invest, where mm-hmm. they may have held off previously and said, "Oh, we're going to only post on one job board, or right. um, we're going to try to to get referrals, or we're going to just try to see who's in our network." Um, mm-hmm. You know, we will even have some customers sometimes who will try to do it on their own, mm-hmm. and then um, three months later. We're we're on a on a call talking about hey we need to pick up the pieces because either the hire wasn't right mm-hmm. or there's something um, that we have to come in and uh, intervene for. Uh, so mm-hmm. you absolutely uh, need to be looking at this um, as a as a leading indicator of like it's time to level up your your recruiting. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you if you don't feel comfortable with the talent. Uh, acquisition software landscape, or if you don't feel comfortable with the team that you have to to do recruiting, you should definitely reach out and talk to us. Um, you should talk to us at Jumpstart HR. You can visit our website at jumpstart-hr.com. I'll go ahead and drop that in the, uh, in the chat box here. But uh, let's go ahead and jump into our next area, which is Consultants Corner. And Consultants Corner is the time where we get user-generated questions. Um, so listeners chime in, uh, customers chime in about topics that they want us to cover in an episode. So mm-hmm. we don't hold anything back uh, except names sometimes <laughs> to preserve the innocent or to protect the innocent. Um, but this week's consultings Corner is all about uh, employee classification. Mm-hmm. And um, this one is all about whether... People are being classified correctly as employees or contractors. You know, mm-hmm. we're at the top of the year. A lot of uh, companies are considering moving folks from 1099 to W-2 or bringing new talent onto their team, whether um, they're deciding to do that as contractor or employee. And it's tricky. So, mm-hmm. uh, Summer, can we can we go into this a little bit? And what are some things that people need to know? Or what kind of prompted this... Uh, this, this topic this week? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we're not going to go into this one just a little bit, Joey. We're going to dive in and, and cover a little more than we typically would. And this topic was brought up because when I was thinking through the last week of uh, the items that we consulted with our clients on and looking for recurring themes, I think that I could start a list, Joey, of like the top 10 uh, the top 10 or 20 common challenges or issues that companies have. Um, But often when we're working with a new client, they'll say like, well, Hey, like where's my biggest risk? Like what, what could cost me the most? And I'd have to say that this is definitely one of them. So it's not a single client specific problem. It's a multiple client specific problem. And so I thought that this would be a great topic to share as um, you'll hear in just a little bit with some of the stats that uh, it's more common than you might think. So if you were to ask me, Joey, like what's the one thing that that most small businesses struggle with? I'd say it's misclassifying contractors. And I think that, that this happens because, well, a variety of reasons. So one is just not knowing any different. Um, Some, you know, I think some business owners just don't know that they are misclassifying that they can't do it. Then, of course, there are those who say, well, I know that what I'm doing is wrong, but I can't afford to pay them as employees. And so I'm going to take my chances. And then I think there are those that understand that there are uh, some criteria and they make their best attempt, but they still get it wrong. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, so here's a fun fact, Joey. So ADP Research Institute, right? So you know ADP, big mega uh, payroll provider, yep. put together some data and said that more than a third of mid-sized businesses, Joey, have actually been fined for not complying with that.
0: That's interesting because um, you would think that misclassification is like small ball, right? Right. I think that it's smaller Mm -hmm. mom and pops that um aren't getting it right Mm -hmm. but but the mid-sized firms like the Mm -hmm. 500 employer and larger firms are getting fine so clearly it's a big deal clearly it's something that's on the government's radar that we need to pay attention to and uh spruce spruce up so Mm -hmm. uh, that's a big that's a big deal
1: it it certainly is and for those of you that that may not understand what the term is or what we're talking about i wanted to kind of back up just a little bit and explain um, just so that everybody can follow along and so when you have workers you can either um, potentially classify them as a contractor and those are 1099 workers they are not w2 workers which would be your employees that are actually being paid through your payroll with payroll taxes coming out and so forth. So there's a different classification. And so sometimes what happens is companies will classify their workers as contractors or consultants, that word is is generally used interchangeably. And what that means is that they are not technically an employee of the organization. And so um, to dive in just a little bit deeper, some like I mentioned, why companies do that, um, sometimes they they do it will for willfully or by mistake but Mm -hmm. sometimes it's to avoid all of the additional expenses to the company that come with having them on their payroll so um that's just a little bit of background on that
0: excellent excellent so um well did you want to did you want to say some more
1: I do. I have so much I want to say, Joey, but I don't want to steal the show. Uh, but as you can tell, this is something Summer, that I'm super fired up about.
0: <laughs> Summer, you can't, you can't steal the show. You're, 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 you're um, one half of the of the awesomeness. Um okay. But I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll I'll just kind of paint the the picture for the um, for the small business uh, employers mm-hmm. that that we see all the time and. But the idea of classifying folks as um, 1099 versus, versus W-2, a lot of times, um, I'll, I'll go bigger picture on this, and then we can go, Summer, to, to your thoughts. Um, <clears throat> if, you're, if you are classifying folks as independent contractors because you don't believe you can afford to make them W-2 if they are rightfully W-2 or should be W-2, um I would challenge you to look at your pricing structure look at your business mm-hmm. model and see where where it isn't making the mark um maybe you could charge more uh, mm-hmm. maybe there's overspend in another area but uh all factors and levers of the business tie into um, your PL um, mm-hmm. and your your human resources strategy is one that absolutely ties into that so mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm happy to talk to anybody about that uh, who may who may be wondering how to make all the pieces fit. But mm-hmm. all that to say, you know, maybe 2022 is a year you raise your prices and you get the mm-hmm. people you know rightfully categorized. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll just I just want to throw that out there because it's new year
1: mm-hmm. and
0: um, you know there's that 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 saying that says know your worth and add tax. And uh, <laughs> I, I think that there's a, a business out there who just needs to hear you know maybe they're undercharging um right. and the market can bear uh um, mm-hmm. more, more um more 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 payment so mm-hmm. summer I'm gonna stop talking you go ahead cover the next steps and we'll we'll drill we'll drill into a little bit more
1: sounds sounds good I think one of the questions that I'd be asking myself if I was a business owner is can I afford to pay the fines Uh, and if the, you know, if the answer is no and or that, you know, it is your desire to comply with the law and those are the companies that we work with,
0: you know, wait, wait. I want to, you said something very important. Can I afford to pay the fine? Right. Put proper context around what that could mean. So, uh, (laughs) it could mean, um, that there are damages that you have to go back all the way to when the person first started with that classification okay. and when they're first eligible for it, uh, being W-2. And then on top of that, there may be um, a fine or a penalty. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, there may be like a, a 3X sort of mm-hmm. like, you know, um, payment there. So if you mm-hmm. think about every person that is misclassified on mm-hmm. your roster, Mm -hmm. that you can't legally defend you know there's a three-point test i don't know if we're going to get into all that but Mm uh there's a if you can't legally defend it um Mm you've got to think about the cost of not only paying the the damages and fines to make that Mm -hmm. person to make that one person whole Mm -hmm. but everybody on your team whole. because the the eeoc Mm of the department of labor is not going to go and say all right well this is an isolated incident no harm no foul Mm -hmm. Uh, they're likely going to want to take a look at your payroll records they want to look at statements all that sort of stuff to mm-hmm. see if it's an isolated incident or not so that that fine thing you know <laughs> we can't just we can't just breeze past it because oh, you Lord. know it's not like it's not like oh i'm gonna park at the at the meter and get the 30 ticket because i don't have time and i want to go in and meet my yep. friends no it's 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 a big deal and when you think about um uh, small businesses and why they fail um uh-huh. one of the big things two of the big things are um Poor decisions around people, mm-hmm. uh, but also fines and fees. Yeah. And uh, this issue hits on both of those. So I just wanted to like set the table, the <laughs> magnitude of this. And- it was a
1: trick question, Joey. <laughs> it was a trick question.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was a trick question uh, for sure. But I, I definitely appreciate you chiming in uh, really quick just to give you some insight into some of uh, some of the the scale of which these violations um, can can cover. I mean, definitely this isn't everything, but for um, from the like federal standpoint, Department of Labor, for each violation, you could be facing between five and twenty five thousand per violation. Um, if your state has their own requirements, you could be fined by them. You can also, um. Have wage violations. So think about you know not paying overtime and or meeting minimum wage, not withholding taxes. Oh my gosh, Joey, the list goes on and on. I nine violations, workers comp, um, failure failure to provide required benefits. Um, I could go on and on. But Joey, the number one reason why I would make sure that I'm not misclassifying is because I have this saying, which is I look horrible in orange and black stripes, Joey. Yeah. Uh, there's a potential jail time. So if that's not enough reason to get on board with doing it right, I don't know what is. Um, I wanted to chat Joey really quick just to give um, some substance around um, each classification category. So maybe we could talk really quickly about the, um, the federal like kind of key identifiers for what, constitutes an employee versus an independent contractor. You want to take those, and maybe we'll yeah. we'll split them up.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. And and while okay. I'm thinking about that, um, we'll go ahead and uh, as a resource, we'll we'll link this. Uh, there's like a PDF, a Department of Labor PDF. Mm-hmm. We'll go ahead and link to that on our website, mm-hmm. so that it, you can go to our website, jumpstart hr. com. Um, look for this item. We'll we'll make it very easy to find. And then you can go and see how you're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, let's go through the, let's go through it.
1: Sure thing. So um, thinking about like what, you know, what meets the basic criteria of um, an independent contractor. So they're typically somebody who's running their own business. They generally get paid at the completion of a project, although that's not always the case. Um, But the big one is that they provide all of their own tools, materials, and equipment. Um, And we see a lot of our clients getting in trouble with this because they're providing, say, laptop, cell phone, um, those types of items. So that's definitely an area to look into. Independent contractors also um, work with multiple clients um, and that they have the the real what I call control, Joey, uh, the real control over the work that they're doing, how and when. Um, they're doing the work, and so that's very different than an employee. Joy, did you want to take on some of the highlights of of what it looks like as an employee as opposed to an independent contractor?
0: Yeah, I do. Um, and when it what it looks like as an employee is uh, it's loading on my on my thing. Oh wait, no, I've got it right here. So when you're an employee, you are this is this is this is live television, you know. Yeah. Um, but when you're an employee, you are working for someone else's business, and so mm-hmm. what that means is uh, someone else dictates uh, when you start, when you stop, how you do your job, the tools you use to do your job. Mm-hmm. Um, they, that that is one of the primary markers for mm-hmm. uh, whether someone is uh, operating as um, because that's the big thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not what you call a worker. It's what they're operating as, mm-hmm. and what their uh, duties, tasks, responsibilities um, mm-hmm. say uh, in action. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing is that they're uh, paid hourly, salary, or by a piece rate. Um, mm-hmm. So you know that part can be tricky, right? Because mm-hmm. someone may say, "Well, I've got a, a, a ten ninety nine contractor on an hourly, um, you know, hourly rate." Mm-hmm. Um, that can be okay, but you have to tie that into how, like these other stipulations of how mm-hmm. they do their work, when they do their work, who's in control of their work, so on and so forth, um, and and that means that they you know typically work for one employer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a continuing relationship mm-hmm. with the employer, so there's the expectation of uh, I'd call it indefinite,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, at will uh, mm-hmm. employment, um, not you know not like a, Hey, your your project starts and stops on these dates, right. or uh, you know, um, we will give you work. We will assign you work as a freelancer or kind of on a um, a retainer type of thing. You know, you 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 work for one employer. Uh, the employer decides when and how the work will be performed. Mm-hmm. So the employer is going to tell you, hey, you need to go to this location. You got to use these tools. You got to clock in by a certain time. You gotta, uh, you know, report this. You you gotta do that. Um, so so there's the owner, like who owns the work and who owns mm-hmm. how the work to be done, and uh, the employer assigns the work to be performed. Mm-hmm. So that's the typical relationship of manager to, to employee. So mm-hmm. it, you know the government attempts to do a, a good job of explaining you know these this, these differences, but you know I get it. It can be tricky. And sometimes you may want to err on the side of "ah, eh, I'm gonna try to, I'm going to, try to fudge this over here," mm-hmm. uh, but but you should you should have a, a sober look <laughs> at um, those differences to see mm-hmm. if um, they're you're actually in compliance or not because summer has already told you the fines, the fees, and the potential jail time, and um, I used to say I don't look good in orange, but if you're watching on LinkedIn, I think I look pretty good in this orange <laughs> polo, but I don't look good in the orange jumpsuit. So uh, I also uh, have to, as a business owner, look at my own team. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Summer, this is—it's—it's it's interesting. We we had this conversation last week, and um, you had mentioned like, Joey, you know, you're you're very you're very trusting of like how of, of who gets to do the work, you mm-hmm. know. And part of that is by design because Mm -hmm. uh, i have to be um Mm -hmm. if if there's an instance where um, independent contractors are or freelancers are coming to support us on engagements Mm -hmm. uh, i can't i can't dictate you know that sort of stuff so Mm -hmm. uh, you you do have to make it work for your organization Mm -hmm. and we can help you and no two organizations are alike Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, you can reach out to us at jumpstart.shr.com to get a consult and get your HR in order for 2022 mm-hmm. and beyond. Uh, Summer, what do you? What else do you have to say about this topic?
1: Sure thing, Joey. Well, I think we covered quite a bit in the amount of time that we had today and just wanted to build on what you're saying. And that is to just be aware that even if you, you think you've got it right, um, if you haven't consulted with an HR pro consulting firm or legal counsel about your classification, I definitely recommend uh, that you you do that. And to also be aware that, we talked a little bit about the federal uh, kind of guidelines for these classifications, but to also be aware that some states specifically, like California has their own ABC test that uh, these individuals have to meet all of the criteria for. So just please know that this can be super complicated, but that we have experts here at Jumpstart HR uh, that do this work every day, um, help convert companies that have um, independent contractors that need to convert them to employees and all of the other factors. Um, and we'd love to chat with anybody uh, about helping them do this for their team as well.
0: Yes, we would. We'd mm-hmm. love to help you. And if this uh, episode has helped you or uh, inspired you in some way, why don't you share it with your colleagues, share with your friends. And uh, head on over to our podcast uh, that you can get on Apple Podcast, Spotify, uh, iHeart, uh, Audible, all the places where um, podcasts are consumed. And go ahead and, and subscribe and follow and uh, leave us a five-star review. Uh, tune in next week. We're not going to tease the topic. You got to show up so you can <laughs> and, uh, know what it is. But tune in next week. We're going to have another exciting conversation about uh, small business HR and topic that you missed while you were working so summer thanks for another great episode and uh we'll see everybody next week
1: thank you see you then